Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Draft Masters Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, and sitting with me, as he always is, on a Wednesday evening, my partner, colleague, co-host, and uh, basketball writer, going to be doing some Best baseball friend. writing, best friend. Uh, you, For the you, next hour. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm not ready to commit to that, but uh, it, you're getting closer. I it out there, and I saw your face, and I said, yeah, there's a little uh, shot. I'm going to backtrack. We'll talk. I mean, you're getting there. You're in the top ten. Oh, you know, nice. maybe by the summer you crack the top five, and then we see where we go There's from there. There's no stopping me. At if that you point. Uh, if you brought beer to the studio, I'm telling you right now, you'd be even higher. What about what about a hero and a beer? If you brought food in, forget yeah. it. You'd be top three. Friend forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's Wednesday, March 11th here, and thank you to anybody listening to us live on Blog Talk Radio, or otherwise you're listening to us on demand either on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes, and uh, we do appreciate that. Want to go through all the usuals. Uh, Follow us on Facebook, Draft Smashers Fantasy Sports Radio. Twitter, you can follow me, Anthony Aniano, on the official show page, at Draft Smash Radio. And Eric, you could be followed on Twitter at... Uh, Draft Smasher E. Draft Smasher E is where you can follow Eric. So jump on there. Post any uh, fantasy sports-related daily fantasy, year-long fantasy questions, comments. Throw them on our Facebook page. Throw them on our Twitter pages, and we'll happily get to all of them. Don't forget, go to DraftSmashers.com. Check out everything going on there. And what we really want you to do is use the links we have on the page at DraftSmashers.com. There are links to all sorts of fantasy, daily fantasy sites, so make sure you check those links out. FanDuel, Baller, DraftKings, Victiv, Fantasy Feud. Go to those links. No reason to go straight to the site. Go to our site, read, gather information, learn about the daily game, and then go to those sites and play in them. And we have all sorts of great other stuff, too. I mean, you could go right through DraftSmashers.com. You, you have a link to Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And what's nice is you click on Amazon.com, and here's how it works. The first, when you click on Amazon.com through DraftSmashers.com, what happens is it links you to their fantasy sports section, books and things like that, that Amazon.com sells, all sorts of fantasy sports publications out there. So when you go to Amazon.com from DraftSmashers.com, it brings you right to that page where all the fantasy books, novels, whatever information articles out there that you could buy through Amazon, they're right there. You can make your purchase right there. And then from there, you could go shop whatever you want on Amazon.com. So you could go right through that link. So make sure you go there. Follow us on iTunes. Do a search, Draft Smashers uh, Radio. And... um, you know, make sure you get on there, subscribe to the show, and super important, do me a favor, comment on the show. Um, you know, even if you don't like the show, lie and say you do. And if you like the show, lie and say you like it even more than you do. Yeah. But go to the iTunes page and, uh, and comment on the show. We do appreciate that, as always. Uh, one last thing, and we talked about it last week, Dressmasters Radio now has the partnership with some of the daily sites out there that you may have heard of. Go to FanDuel.com right now on FanDuel.com. Type in the password or the promo code SMASHERS, and uh, you'll be able to – they will match you dollar for dollar up to $200 on FanDuel.com. 
Also on FanDuel.com, we have every Wednesday morning it comes out. We tweet it out. We Facebook it out, whatever we do. You go to FanDuel, and we have the NBA tournament sponsored by Draft Smashers. Uh, so you can participate in that. Right now it's a $5 tournament, 25 people only. Jump on that. More people who sign up, the bigger the league will get, Great. the tournament will get. So that's the Draft Smashers tournament on FanDuel every Wednesday. We'll be doing a baseball tournament when that starts as well. So FanDuel.com. Uh, Promo code SMASHERS, dollar for dollar, up to $200. If you go to DraftKings.com, you want to play on DraftKings.com, type in the promo code SMASH, Smash Radio, uh, and enter that promo code, and you will play for free. So go to Draft Smash, DraftKings.com, promo code SMASH Radio, play for free. Uh, make sure you take advantage of those great offers uh, brought to you in conjunction by both FanDuel, DraftKings, and Draft Smashers. Com. Eric, a lot going on in the world of sports. Want to tell everybody to give us a call, 347-838-8088. Chat room is open. If you're listening to us live, take advantage of those opportunities as well. A lot going on in the world of sports. NFL free agency, NFL trades, absolutely insane. We were going to talk baseball for the whole hour, but it would just be negligent of us not to, absolutely. to mention the free agent market. So this is what I want to do. Okay. I mean, we're going to go quick. It's what? It's 7.35. Maybe spend 10, 15 minutes talking a little NFL. Okay. We'll and then we'll that. get into a little fantasy baseball. We're going to finish our divisional preview today. Last division we have to talk about, the National League West. All right? And then we'll, we'll keep preparing for fantasy baseball season. We'll talk draft strategies, fun stuff like that. Now, NFL free agents, and we'll get to trades as, as we come by positions. And I want to go position by position where it's fantasy relevant. Okay, where it's fantasy relevant. And the first position I want to look at is the quarterback position and some of what's gone on in the world of the NFL. And tell me if any of this excites you fantasy-wise. Okay. We have Brian Hoyer, formerly of the Cleveland Browns. He has signed on with the Houston Texans. Josh McCown, formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's gone to the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. Mark Sanchez has re-upped with the Eagles. Um, that's really it on the free agent front. You say Bradford went to the Eagles too. Oh, in the trade, oh, the, in the okay. trade world, in the trade world, we saw Nick Foles go to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Bradford go to the Eagles. It's going to be interesting who the starter is there. I I can't put my finger on how that's going to shake out. And we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick go to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Anything excite you there? In, in, in fantasy sports. Fantasy-wise, like, to me, well, first off, if you look at the Texans situation, right, I think they also re-signed Mallett. They did. Right. So I don't even know who the starter is going to be there either between Mallett and Hoyer. Because um, to me, to me Hoyer, I, I'm not that impressed with Hoyer. Um, and also, who, they have one receiver right now, basically, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Andre Johnson, obviously, was released. Um so that doesn't excite me. Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to the Jets, maybe a nice play in a daily league in, a, in the right matchup right now. But over Two quarterback a, lead. Of a course of a season, doesn't really excite me, even with the addition of Brandon Marshall. It, I mean, he's got people to throw to. Yes. And I like Jason Morrow. He's got a couple guys. Decker, you know, Marshall. He's got, he's got a good wide receiving crew. It's crop. not like he's like, I don't know. He's not. He hasn't been totally fantasy relevant in the last couple of years. He's so, had games, though, that but he's been, had games. Yeah. Like last year, there was a game he went off like six touchdowns in one game, for like, and he was like the cheapest value you could buy at a quarterback. Right. So I mean, there is some maybe value in Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
right now he's got to be the starter for the Jets. Um, going through the list of those guys, like I don't know the Philadelphia situation's weird. I don't know what they're doing between Bradford and Sanchez and all that stuff. I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. None of it really excites does me that the much. Eagle, does the Eagle quarterback yeah, who's, situation? Who's, who's the wide receiver for the Eagles right now? Riley Cooper and Jordan Matthews, who had a very nice rookie year. Right, but Riley Cooper doesn't excite me. Jordan Matthews does. Jordan Matthews does. But losing Macklin is a big loss. I like Jeremy Macklin. I think he's a very good receiver. Yes. And maybe the Chiefs will actually have a receiving touchdown next year. You know, they won a whole season without But, but the, does, does, does Mark Sanchez, I mean, we joke, but in a league wearing together, I rode Mark Sanchez to a championship game. To a pony. You rode him like a pony. I did. Waving does, your hat and celebrating with every move. Does the Eagles quarterback, because of that system, maybe gain a little more credibility than he normally would? Yeah, like if Mark San- he has to throw the ball 50 times. If Mark Sanchez or Sam Bradford is named the starting quarterback at the Eagles before your fantasy football draft in, in, in August, mm-hmm. is he worth a late-round flyer as a second quarterback? Oh, I think he uh, is. Absolutely. Especially if you draft a guy, say you wait on a quarterback. Like, I like to wait on a quarterback. Um, and for some reason, you know, you draft a guy, even even a guy like – off the top of my head, even like a Jay Cutler, who got you know maybe you believe he's going to be better, better without Marshall somehow. I don't know, but I would definitely ensure like that's definitely a situation where you take Mark Sanchez. Or now, whoever I mean, if, I mean, if you're drafting, we talked about it. if you're drafting yeah, Long Manning Breeze, you're not doing that. Right, Breeze is not going to have as good a year anyway. But um, you know, to me, the quarterback crop really wasn't that exciting. Fantasy wise, I guess the biggest trade could be if Bradford because Nick healthy. Foles is Nick Foles worth owning playing for the Rams. I gotta see how he fits into that system and if they bring in some other receivers. I, I don't I don't think he's he's not a mobile quarterback. I mean their running back situation's all murky. I don't know. To me, they're not a very good offensive. They're team. a good defensive team. Very good defensive team, but offensively they don't nearly have the weapons or the system that Chip Kelly had. Okay. So. He's moving down on my totem pole a little bit and who I'm looking at a quarterback as of today. Fair enough. But, All right, let's take a look at the running back situation now. Wow. Uh, DeMarco Murray's still available. He supposedly, rumor is today, he contacted the Eagles. He contacted He reached out to the Eagles to go there. Uh, to stay with the Eagles, the Eagles did sign Ryan Matthews, formerly of the San Diego Chargers. Uh, Justin Forsett is still a free agent who had a nice year for the Ravens last year. Mark Ingram re-upped with the Saints. Uh, Shane Vereen went from the Patriots to the Giants. As a Giant fan, I love that move. That's a great pickup for you guys. Frank Gore has left San Francisco and gone to the Oakland uh, to the Indianapolis Colts. Roy Helu, pass catching back for the Redskins, is now an Oakland Raider. Uh, a lot of guys still floating out there. Asiata re-upped with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm looking for something that excites me, and the truth is there's really not. Keep going. Keep there are going, still going, co- going. there are still some players out there who could have some value. Uh, C.J. Spiller, for one, uh, is available. Ahmad Bradshaw is still available. If he has anything left, D'Angelo Forsett. Williams, Justin Forsett, exactly. Pierre Thomas, Daniel Th- uh, Pierre Thomas, Daniel Thomas, uh, No. Sean Moreno, uh, Reggie Bush. There are a lot of free agent running backs still floating around. Put into include now in that talk is the LaShawn McCoy move to Buffalo. We talked about that move last week. McCoy's going to touch the ball 50 times a game in Buffalo. They don't have a quarterback. But any of these free agents who have moved, 
Ryan Matthews to the Eagles, Vereen to the Giants, Gore to the Colts. Do any of those excite you? Um, I, I see. Like I like Vereen for PPR leagues, and I think he could get a lot of touches with the Giants, um, especially with some question marks. You know, like to me, Rashad Jennings, he got banged up last year. Andre Williams, to me, can't, he just, can't he's catch not the ball. A ca- you know, he's not a receiver. So, Vereen in a PPR league price still has some pretty good value, even though I think his value might have been a little better in New England. I um, think so, I still Brady think loved the, him so much. I still think he could be a decent, safe uh, no, flex play type definitely. of play. And I think there will be, you know, like any year, you know, Rashad Jennings didn't hold up a whole season. He's he's had injury problems his whole career. So, um, he's definitely going to be in the mix there. Frank Gore's on his last legs. I like the way Heron played last year. I think Gore's there to take some of the workload off of him. I think Heron's going to play like a Shane Vereen type of role. PPR, very good. Uh, I mean, as good as Heron Heron ran the ball well. But I I had Heron in... in, in, Yeah, I know. Heron's Heron's value was passed in a PPR league. But now think about it. The Colts, to me, the Colts' style of offense fits Heron better than it does Gore. They yeah, want Andrew to, Luck. They want Luck to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, but they want to run a pro style offense. Frank Gore will carry the ball fifteen times a game. But what is he going to do in those fifteen carries? I think he'll be more predictive. Yards. We've been predicting Frank Gore's demise now for three years, maybe four. Right. I and, mean, I don't get it. You know, he's so durable. He's good. I think he's got one more spurt in him. Right. He's going to run. You know, they signed Andre. Oh, we'll get to wide receivers. We'll get to wide receivers in a minute. Uh, Ingram, Rios, and we talked about McCoy. So a lot of activity at the at the running See, back. Ingram position. is tough to me because I don't. I still don't know what they do with running backs out there in New Orleans. Ingram had his best year last year, though. I know, but he also went through. He also was injured last year. He went through spells of seemed like he disappeared at times. I don't know what the Saints' offense is doing now that without Jimmy Graham, maybe the running backs are going to run the ball more. I don't know. I mean, all right, wide receivers who have jumped ship and changed elsewhere. Randall Cobb made the right move. He stayed with the Packers. His his value stays Ten million the same. years, not bad. Now, Jeremy Macklin went from the Eagles to the Chiefs. Torrey Smith from the Ravens to the 49ers. You mentioned Andre Johnson. He's joined the Colts, I think, in a great spot for him. Um, Brandon Marshall in the trade. He's now a New York Jet. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Harry Douglas went from the Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. Um, and, you know, and then some lesser players, Dwayne Harris, Brian Hartline from the Dolphins to the Browns. Jacoby Jones went to the Chargers. Uh, you know, and, and then, like we said, some lesser lesser players, maybe some less fantasy-relevant players have jumped ship. So really you're looking at the big names there being Jeremy Macklin to the Chiefs, Torrey Smith to the 49ers, Andre Johnson to the Colts, and the Brandon Marshall trade to the Jets. Fantasy wise, I think Andre Johnson's the best out of all of those moves. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. You know, I just don't know how much he has left in the tank. But let's see. He has a real quarterback throwing the ball now. So, and I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be rejuvenated. New setting, playoff team. And remember, he's the know, second option there. And they also have another speedster on the other side named T.Y. Hilton, Hilton is pretty good. So he's the second so, option. So he, he could find himself in a lot of single coverage situations and really make some big-time plays. I like Andre Johnson. And if you if you watch, I mean, he could be an, he he's turned his game into almost more – he could be a possession receiver, but he could still go out and get it. And Lovko's a great deep ball. So mm-hmm. it, it's a good fit. It was a really good signing for them. Um, Marshall, Marshall, oh, Marshall to the Jets. Still a little uncertainty at the quarterback at this point. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, if I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm looking to throw him and Decker the ball, bum, 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 all day long. So we'll see. Hey, I don't know. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to throw three touchdowns and three interceptions a game. 
Yeah. That's who Ryan Fitzpatrick is. That's who he is, and that's, yeah. He's yeah. a gunslinger. Yeah. He's going to chuck it. Love a good gunslinger. He's a gunslinger. He He's got I a like great him. beard. He's going to chuck that ball all over the place. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Marshall's fan. Who's the Jets' starting quarterback next year? Right now, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, huh? Right, without a doubt. They, they, I've heard that now through the rumor mills. So I don't know how true this is, so I might be talking a little, you know. But they tried, I think, even to shop Geno Smith, and nobody was interested at all. So um, they don't. I don't think they really – new head coach saw what Geno Smith did to Rex Ryan's career, too. Coming over, you know, I want somebody who knows how to play the position, so – Ryan, they didn't bring Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick to starter unless somehow they can upgrade either by trading the pick and getting a top quarterback or drafting one. You know what I mean? And do you draft? If, if Mariota is there at the sixth pick, do you draft him? See, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know enough about Mariota. I mean, I don't follow college football that closely. I just hear the things the truth that everybody is, says. Well, the truth is he's not he's ready. He's, guy. he's not going to be ready to start right away. So he's, got he's got a great arm. He's got a great arm. He's got a great arm. Possesses great speed, and he's super smart. Mm. But you can't make him the starter right away. He's just—it's a different type of style of offense. Right. But the skill set is there. Correct. It's the perfect spot. Sit for a year behind Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it, it's not a bad spot to be. And if and Fitzpatrick really flounders, you throw him out. I think the Jets right now, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and if they bring in a couple more pieces, like they seem like they're doing, they're they're going all in here can be a playoff team with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a tough division, but I think they could they could be a second wild card team. Well, their defense is terrific. We know they had a terrific front seven all year. two good corners. I still think... You still think Cromartie's coming back as well? If they bring him back, too, at a reduced price... I mean, now you're talking about bringing... From a secondary that was so abysmal... They brought in... bringing in three guys The kid from Cleveland. Scrivens. Screen. Scrine. Scrine. They brought in, obviously, Darrell Rivas as all of New York... You know, all uh, excited. I love Darrell Rivas. I yeah, love I mean, they were, uh, they, they were a 500 team with him. Why not bring him back? But let's be honest. Did you hear what Darrell Rivas did, though? Now, hold on. After please. he signed his contract, he announced that he's holding out for a bigger contract in August. Well, let's be honest. Darrell Rivas, like, on the field productions, out you know, tremendous. But, boy, like, I mean, if I was that good, though, at something... I think I would almost behave the same way. Is he a better businessman or a better football player? That's the question. I mean, he's awesome at both. And he hired the right age. Like he just he he knows how to play this game perfectly. Yep. He's gotten every dollar amount he's ever wanted. Yep. And now he got what forty million guaranteed from the Jets? Thirty nine million. million. Like yep. So. Max up to seventy million. I mean, the Jet defense is looking good. They got a great front four. They got, got a good got a good front a really seven. Good linebacker core. And now you've added two corners that can cover people. Yep. And supposedly they're looking at also the safety. And they drafted a safety last year prior. A little bit of a disappointment. He's a good run stopper. But, but now you look, can let him run. Somewhere in San Diego. But now you can have him run stop it's more. It's different now. It's with different. your so maybe, maybe, maybe he's the fit now with people who can cover, cover people. Exactly. So exactly. I'm excited for that. You know, there's a lot of free agency still to go. You know, you have your tight end. You look, you take a look at the quick. tight end. Uh, really the biggest one for me. You know, Julius Thomas, he downgrades and goes to Jacksonville. Owen Daniels upgrades and goes to the Broncos. Here's my question. I can't stay on the field. Owen Daniels stayed on the field last year for for Baltimore. Here's my question. 
Do you draft the player or do you draft the system? Because if you draft the system, I can argue to you that Owen Daniels should be drafted higher than Julius Thomas next year in the yearly league. Yeah. It's weird. Right or wrong? It's a weird sentence that you just whispered. Not whispered. kind of. I don't whisper at all. No, we screamed a little bit. But, you know, this is a guy last year in 2014. He played 15 games. He had 48 catches. On 79 targets for 527 yards, um, four touchdowns. So you would think that you could easily add 300 yards and 20 catches. So you look at maybe 70 catches, 80, 800 yards, and say eight. T- I mean, that's a really good. I mean, Julius Thomas going to Jacksonville. Will Blake Bortles just constantly throw up the ball up to him all the time? You know, so it, it, it maybe maybe it's a win for Julius Thomas. Because he kind of disappeared there in, in Denver at the end of the disappeared year. Disappeared mightily. Pull up Julius Thomas' snaps from last year. He disappeared at the end of the year. Disappeared mightily. Yeah, mightily. Like, he was the man the first four games of the year. He did get hurt. That was part of the issue. But remember, he was also competing with Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and all their running backs for touches. Eventually, somebody's got to lose out on the touches. He was the guy who lost out on the touches. Emmanuel Sanders took off. I mean, last season he finished with Julius Thomas, as I pull him up. 2014, he finished with only 43 receptions for 489 yards. Now, he was injured. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference is he finished with 12 touchdowns. How many did he have in the first three weeks? About 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, he's had 12 touchdowns the last two seasons. You know, combined, all right, 43 receptions on 60 targets. The year before, 65 catches on 89 targets. 788 yards, 489 yards. 12 touchdowns, though, in two full seasons. That's what, that's what gets you excited. You know, but you talked about, you know, what he did. You know, here's the thing. Weeks one through two, three, four, five. Weeks one through five, he had nine touchdowns. After week five, he had three the rest of the year. Right. He was nicked up. He was banged up. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But he was really a non-factor. Right. After week after October twelfth against the Jets, mm-hmm. he was a non-factor. Julius Thomas. You know, guess how many games he went over a hundred yards last year? One. One opening game. Mm-hmm. And I was regretting that draft pick when I I, I drafted Gronk over him in like two leagues. In the beginning of the year, I'm like, oh, man, pulled the wrong trigger. And then, boy, did I, I reap the benefits towards the end of but, the year. But, you know, it's not going to happen. Somebody's going to take Julius Thomas before Owen Daniels. But Blake but, Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars system, or Peyton Manning, and I don't care what you say, Banning struggled down the wretch. It's Peyton Manning and, and the Denver Broncos system. Right. I, I'm sorry. I'll take the value play and happily go with Owen Daniels. Yeah, and you could probably get him, like, five, six, seven rounds later. You know, five Easily. rounds later. Easily. There might be a little, like... A little excitement, though. You know how people get over the own day. Yeah. I mean, there might be some excitement. Somebody reaches out, and you're like, wow, I didn't expect someone. So, I mean, legitimately, Owen Daniels probably maybe does have more fantasy value than Julius Thomas next year. It's early to tell that, of course, but I, I can't argue it the other way. Right. I can't. And the other big tight end news, in a shocking trade, Jimmy Graham in a pick goes from the Saints to the Seattle Seahawks Woo. for their center, Unger, and a, and a first-round pick. 
Jimmy Graham is now a Seattle Seahawk. My question is, is uh, Jimmy Graham – I don't think anybody's going to make him a first-round pick anymore. I think those days are over. I think people realize taking a draft tight end that early is a mistake. Early. I would never do it. I took him in the league where in the second round. That's different, though. And I still struggled filling the hole like running back. Right. Is, is Julius Thomas still the number one tight end on the board? Does it, does it hurt him going to Seattle? Jimmy Graham, right? Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Does it hurt him going to Seattle? Um, I don't think it does. I really don't think it does. I think he's going to get a lot of looks from Russell Wilson. I, 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 they're, very, they're a quirky offense. Sometimes it's, like, weird. But I think his value is still way up there. I mean, I'm still drafting him if I can. Yeah. I mean, it might even be better there. The Saints spread the ball around a lot. And Jimmy Graham was banged up last year, a bad shoulder injury. It, was, it wasn't a great year. Last, last year, he fin- and what wasn't a great year was 85 catches, 889 yards. And but from what you but that, but that, you just said 800 yards. But I'm saying that's a first-round draft pick people picked. It's not, it's not first-round value. No. I mean, if you look at 2013. I'm saying for where he's drafted, it's not first-round value. 2013 was different. He had, you know, 86 catches, 1,200 yards, 16 right. touchdowns. So his numbers were, were down. But I, I see him. He's going to the, the, the Seahawks. He's their best wheel, uh, receiver. Yes. Doug Baldwin? Ugh. That's what I'm saying. He's their first, second, and third option out of, in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make an argument there that Jimmy Graham's value actually goes up. Because with the Saints, he had to compete with Pierre Thomas, uh, Brandon Cooks, Marquise Colston, Kenny Stills. He's the man now. He is the man. There's no. It's either hand off to Marshawn Lynch or throw to Jimmy Graham. Right. I like. I mean, I, you could almost maybe even justify taking him in the first round this year. As a, I mean, I, you know what I mean. Like to me, though, I, I, I don't know. A, I, I look at him in the third round. Is he the second or first tight end off the board? Is it Gronkowski, Graham, or Graham Gronkowski? Um, if you had to ask me, I'm taking Gronk. Yeah, I, I love might. Gronk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am a, I'm a Jet fan and really don't like the Patriots at all. But I like I like Gronkowski on my football team. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I mean, just be honest with you. But uh, it, it's been a wild couple of days for fantasy. Absolutely for, 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 not for, just for football in general. It's, right. it's a 12 month sport. Oh yeah, it's a uh, sport. just crazy stuff. We didn't even get into any of the defensive moves really. I mean, obviously. Revis, Sue. Uh, Sue going to Miami, mm-hmm. uh, Nagata being traded from Baltimore to Detroit. Uh, lots of defensive players changing teams as well, impact defensive players. Uh, we'll talk about that when we prepare for fantasy football, when we look at individual uh, players and, and look at team defenses. But for the sake of fantasy, we just stuck to the offensive side today. All right, Eric. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. DraftKings, uh, daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want. Pick your sport and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code SMASHRADIO to play for free. That's SMASHRADIO for free entry now. At DraftKings.com. And Eric, as you know, fantasy season doesn't end with the NFL. FanDuel is changing the way people play fantasy basketball. Games begin and end in just one night. Target the players and matchups you want for just that night. No season-long commitments. Entry fees for just a dollar. No upfront fees. And no better way to bring some excitement into your week than fantasy basketball and soon-to-be fantasy baseball 
on FanDuel. FanDuel.com is the leader in one-day fantasy basketball leagues for real money with immediate cash payouts. Pick a team of nine players with just players from that night's games. Payouts will be in your account the next morning. Play every day or whenever you want. Join the tens of thousands of people who are already playing fantasy basketball on FanDuel. You deserve more fantasy. Don't wait till next football season. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use our passcode, SMASHERS, and sign up now. That's the passcode, SMASHERS. Sign up now. Plus, right now, special offer for listeners. Sign up today, and FanDuel will match your first deposit, dollar for dollar, up to 200 bucks. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offer's only good for the first 50 people that use the code SMASHERS. Don't forget to use my code SMASHERS. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. There you go, folks. Uh, Eric, we need to transition now at this point and talk a, little, talk a little baseball. Right? Where are we going first? Uh... I'll follow you, my leader. You know, some some interesting developments in, in baseball. Big news, you Darvish. You later. See you. Here's an interesting fact. I find this interesting. Did he, is he going under the knife officially? Or well, is he not yet, rehab it yet. But this is what's interesting. He has, the same, new trend? he has the same sprained UCL that Tanaka has. Mm-hmm. Tanaka saw five doctors. Yeah. Five out of five. Said surgery. Told him to rehab it. Oh, okay. Same oh, injury. I, I meant rehab. I'm sorry. Rehabbing. Darvish, to this point, has seen two doctors. Both of them have said surgery. Mm. Same injury, not a full tear. Interesting. And I think it's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the MRIs look like, but it's interesting. You know I what I mean? I have no idea. I'm not even going to pretend. So it's interesting. So you, Darvish, odds are he's going to be out for the a huge blow for the Rangers. Yeah, coming off the a. a Brutal injury March season last year, and now you lose your ace, a Cy Young candidate, and you Darvish take him off your draft boards. What's interesting is in stinks for guys who draft early. Well, in the um, in labor auction leagues that were broadcast on Sirius Radio last week, uh, somebody threw his name out there, and it was an auction, so people could okay. bid. The winning bid was a dollar. For you? For you, Darvish? Why not? Why not? And I'll take a dollar in, sh- in case he decides somehow to pitch react. in August. Yeah, and it was funny. I happened to be listening to the station. I was in the car, and they commented on Twitter. And I wrote on Twitter, I, I said, "Hey, if he pitches, he's worth the buck." And it was very exciting. A tweet got read on the air. That's cool. Yeah, and I heard, I happened to hear it. I happened to be in the car, so that was mildly entertaining. So, um, so that's the big news. Darvish, the, the elbow. We've talked about it. He's realistically, he's done for year to year. Stay away from him. He doesn't really hold much value. But, Eric, today we want to talk... to see guys get hurt. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk today a little National League West. And uh, we've covered all the divisions. If you've missed any of the show, go back on our, uh, on our archives and check out some of the old shows of the last now. This is six weeks now. We've covered each division in baseball from a fantasy perspective. And then next week we'll move on to some other fantasy baseball topics. So I want to start today with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, we're um, going Dodgers to start. We're going to go to the Dodgers. They're the favorite to win the division. They've made some moves. Adrian Gonzalez still at first base. They've added, I think, the underrated Howie Kendrick at second. The ageless Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins at short. You have Juan Uribe at third. Outfield's a crowded mess. Penciled in right now. You've got to figure opening day is going to include Carl Crawford in left, the rookie Jock Peterson in center, 
Uh, one of my favorite players, Yasiel Puig and Wright. I love him. Yes, Monty Grandel is the new catcher. They got him from the Padres. They've got some talent on the bench as well, guys like Andre Ethier, Scott Van Slyke, who could be useful in an NL-only league, A.J. Ellis, another catcher, uh, Alex Guerrero, the young Cuban, who's having a terrific year in the minors last, le- last season. So there's some talented guys there. Pitching-wise, we know what their staff is about. You got Kershaw, you got Zach Greinke, who's going to be out until mid-March with an elbow situation. Eugene Rue should be back any day now. Uh, Brandon McCarthy is the fourth. Brett Anderson, who's always injured but super talented, he's the fifth starter. Start with the with the lineup, Eric. Yeah. You look at this team. Uh, to me, I don't see any first-round draft picks, but I do see uh, a second and some thirds and, and going yeah. forward. What are your thoughts? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, you have your obvious uh, Yasiel Puig. You know, you're going to get close to a 300 batting average, 20-plus homers. Hopefully drives in a few more runs. You know, we'll see. Adrian Gonzalez is an RBI machine uh, batting behind him. So those two guys obviously are guys that you're looking to draft and possibly in those spots. Um, Jimmy Rollins, to me, is an interesting play. Um, I still think he could be a starter as a fantasy shortstop. I mean, especially in this type of lineup. Um, you know, he still fills almost every category. He'll bat around 250, 240. You know, his average isn't going to be anything special. But... I mean, a league where 260 batting average is norm, and there's nothing wrong with a 250 batting average. Uh, he's going to score runs. Um, you know, you're a little higher on Howie Kendrick than I am. Um, I'm not a huge Howie Kendrick fan, I guess. He's not going to – Howie Kendrick he's not going to wow you, but he's a consistent he's player. He's going to hit 280 to 290 with 10 homers, and he's going to drive in 60 runs. I I, I'm just not – you know, you, you love he, him more he, than I do. Here's some ADP info, right? You talked about um, Adrian Gonzalez, sure. and I think he's perennially – Underrated. So do I. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez is currently the ninth first baseman ADP-wise. Which I think is ridiculous. Behind Freddie Freeman, which I don't agree with. Because who's Freddie Freeman driving in this year in the Atlanta lineup? Freddie Freeman's almost like an Evan Longoria right now of like that team. Like He's a great player. Good but what player, else is around what's him? Around him you he's know? behind Buster Posey, who can be played at first base. I don't agree with Because I'm not drafting Posey to be my first baseman. He's behind... Anthony Rizzo, Edwin Encarnacion, Jose Abreu, Goldschmidt, Miggy Cabrera. I'll give you that. I don't agree with Posey or Freeman, though. I think, Adrian Gonzalez hits on, drives in 100 runs in a bad season. Right. And bats 280 plus. Yep. So I, I don't really, you know, first baseman's a pretty strong. I mean, he's going to hit over 20 homers. He's going to, you know, probably score 80 something runs, 90 runs. I, I, don't, I don't see why. See, like, to me, he's a good, you know, for where he's drafted in a lot of drafts is a tremendous value. Yeah. Tremendous value. His overall, he's the ninth first baseman off the board. His overall ADP value. on average is 38, which in a 12-team league is the beginning of the fourth round. It's great value. Great value. In this, type, in this day and age baseball, it's tremendous value. Okay, now, Howie Kendrick, to me, is going way too late in drafts. Well, Howie what's Kendrick, the schedule, uh, what's 15th the second baseman. An overall ADP of 164. Wow. I, didn't, I, I mean, I didn't think it would be high, but that's I didn't do that what? low. That's 14th round in a 12-team league. Again, he's going after Neil Walker, after Ben Zobrist, after Daniel Murphy, after the rookie Mookie Betts of the Red Sox, after Colton Wong of the Cardinals. That I disagree with. Like, I don't – like, you're I, – I, <sighs> 
for him to go that late and and carry almost a 300 batting average is crazy. I didn't realize his ADP was that low. Howie Kendrick. I, I really didn't. That's I low. mean, last season, in 2014, seven homers, 75 RBIs, 14 stolen bases, and a 293 average. Year before that, 54, 13 homers, 54 RBIs, he batted 297. Wow. Year before that, eight homers, 67 RBIs, 287, 14 steals. Year before that, 63 RBIs, 14 stolen bases, 285. At the end of the season, he's double-digit homers, he's 60-plus RBIs, he's double-digit steals, and he's a minimum 280 batting average. Where's the fault in that? I didn't say there was a fault. But I'm not saying you. I'm saying in general. Why is there not more well, I'm love the only there? I'm in the room right now, and you're yelling at me. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? I'm placed anger right now. And now you're putting him in a lineup. It has to do, I think, also that he just, he's not that, like, he's not a promoted household name. You understand what I'm saying? He's not fancy. He's not fancy. He's not. I, I he's, mean, a wor- he's a worker's man. He's you not, know, he he's not he a grinds. sexy pick at all. He grinds. He's a grinder. You know? Yeah, there's a lot more sexy picks. I like that, sexy picks. You know, and the truth is there's stories going about that he may bat in the cleanup spot this year. Hmm. You know, I mean, even if he's not, even if he's batting four, five, or six, Rollins, Crawford, Puig, and Adrian Gonzalez ahead of him, hmm. he's got a lot of RBI chances there. Yeah. A lot of RBI chances. 340 on base percentage. Guy's super underrated. Super underrated. How are you willing to go on the hot shot rookie, Jock Peterson? Or are you like, when I was on Sirius last Saturday with Lenny Melnick, Lenny said it. A rookie is a rookie is a rookie. As good as Jock Peterson is, they have him, he's going to bat towards the bottom of the line. They traded Matt Kemp to make room for him, but he's a rookie. No sample space, really. You know what I mean? Like, it Mm -hmm. makes me nervous. Um, God, well, I are you Where willing, or, or are you going to play it safe and stay away from the rookie? I, me personally, when I draft, even in football and stuff, any sport, I'm very hesitant to draft rookies. I'm just always hesitant because there's always a guy, you know, a guy. Some certain rookies take off, but some of them just don't buy it. You know, don't, in baseball, I don't feel like as a rookie, except for like the exception of like people like Mike Trout, you know, are ever live up to what they're supposed to be their first couple years in the league. There's a big, big jump going from wherever you were the year before to Major League Baseball. There's a lot of guys who dominate AAA and can't hit a lick in the pros. So, to me, I'm going to wait. And if I, could get, if I could get him, you know, sneak him late. Take a flyer. Take a flyer on him. I'm not drafting him as a starter. I'm not There's spending no big money There's on no him way. on an auction. No, no, no. No way. I agree. I agree. So there's no, I, I just can't do it. Pitching you know? wise, with the Dodgers, you know what you're getting with Kershaw. He's the best pitcher in the game. He's going to be the only pitcher to go in the first round. Okay. If you believe in taking a pitcher in the first round, now his ADP, just going back to um, Jock, there is eight one ninety according to CBS. One ninety. One ninety according to CBS. All right. So that puts you in round probably 16, where you should 17, take him. Yeah. It's, you know, towards the end of the draft, you're taking your flyers on him. I mean, I'm not reaching in round 11 or 12 to go get him, if that's what you're you know, asking me, basically. I'm right. Not. Now, uh, Clayton Kershaw, we know what the deal with him. We said it, best pitcher in the game. If you want him, you got him, take him in the first round. Uh, I won't. Mm. I won't. 
Uh, recently, in one of the professional auctions, he went for a bid for forty dollars. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money with for, a two hundred sixty dollar budget. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of money. You know what you get? No, he's the best pitcher in the game. Zach Greinke, Eugene Rue, super talented. You're getting a sub three ERA, good amount of strikeouts out of Greinke, quality. I think Brandon McCarthy could be useful this year, even in mixed leagues, definitely in NL only. And I like Brett Anderson as a late-round flyer in an NL only type of league, uh, maybe in a mixed league. This guy has number one stuff. Injury has prevented him from doing that. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Brett Anderson, you could take worse flyers than you could on Brett Anderson. Closing situation, though, is going to be a mess. Kenley Jensen, one of the top three or four closers in baseball. He had foot surgery. He's going to be out uh, till about mid-April. So that's going to be interesting. I'm not interested in whoever fills in for him because when I know Jensen comes back, he's getting the job. Right, right, right. right. But maybe now you could get him a little bit cheaper. Maybe you get him for a later round because whoever drafts him is not going to have him for the first month of the year. Yeah, you fall behind. And, you know, I mean, I'd rather have somebody saving at the beginning of the end than waiting a month. Because mm-hmm. you, don't, you, don't, you don't necessarily make up those saves when he comes back. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to pitch extra days in there. How many saves could he? How many saves can you miss out on April? Five. Well, I mean, it's, so how, how long is the baseball season? April, May, June. It's six months. Six months. So what's he going to give you? Say he gives you forty saves. Right. So you're you missed eight. Eight. But that's if, if he returns. Then. Right. That's if he returns. So, to me, the, his expected return date is possibly late April. To me, that means mid-May. To end of May, so he could be missing out on a third of his saves. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm not I'm not jumping out of my shoes to go get him at any any point unless it's at a certain round. Fair enough. And we're not going to reach for closers either. Closers anyway. It's just so not Jensen time. might be a guy who's there when we normally start looking for closers because people will shy because away from him. Because of, that would be fine with me. Absolutely. If I could get him in a spot where I'm drafting like a Fernando Rodney, I'll be oh yeah, yeah, sure. grab Jensen. Sure. Absolutely. All right, Eric. Next team we got to look at: defending World Series champions. San Francisco Giants, they've taken a few hits this season. Mm-hmm. They've lost Pablo Sandoval, replaced him with the Marlins, Casey McGee. Hunter Pence is out for a while with a broken forearm. Uh, they lost Mike Morse. Right now it looks like Aoki and uh, Polanco will kind of platoon in left field. Mm-hmm. So right now you've got Brandon Belt at first, Joe Panic at Ugh. second, Crawford at short, uh, McGee at third, Blanco, Gregor Blanco, Aoki, Pagan in the outfield until Pence comes back. Posey's behind the plate. All right, Posey's going to be the top catcher drafted. I don't believe in taking a catcher in the third round, though. So Posey, odds up, probably won't be on my team. Outfield-wise, Hunter Pence, you're going to get him for good value because people are going to shy away from him. He's going to be out till May. He's a solid ball player. He's very good. But you could get him mid to late. You know, if you could get him now four or five rounds later because of the injury. You're okay with that. As long as you could, as as you could store him. And fill in for him until until he comes back mid-May or so. What else on this team? Are you willing? I think Brandon Belt will get a vote. Uh, a voted will get drafted. What else excites you offensively? Anything? Um, I was as you were reading it. I'm looking at it, you know, type of thing, and I'm like, uh, Posey and Belt. That's it. I, I don't know. Aoki doesn't really interest me that much as an outfielder. He doesn't really interest me. Pagan doesn't interest me. McGee really doesn't interest me. For third base to have, you know, no power at all at that position doesn't interest me at all. Where do you, what, is there anything that uh, – nothing excites me. Nothing. Because I don't like taking Posey early either. So 
Now we're in a spot where I don't even think I'll draft a giant offensive player. All right. Brandon Crawford, maybe people say he could have a bust out lead, and I think he could hit double-digit home runs. So he could yeah. at a thin shortstop position if you want to wait. You can uh, take a flyer on him super late and wait it out. Uh, Pagan is an NL-only type of player. So is Aoki. Yeah. What the Giants have are a lot of NL-only NL only, guys. Absolutely. Pagan, Aoki. When we do our NL-only auction... What's- uh, Monday, Monday, May 30th, I believe that is. March 30th. March 30th. March 30th. When we do that, these guys are going to get bids. Pagan, Aoki, Crawford, yeah. they're all going to be in play. Uh, and you can probably get them for a reasonable price. But in a mixed league, standard mixed league, there's a lot less value there, except for really Brandon Belt and Posey. Very late round flyers. And, and Crawford and, may be a really late round. You know, If yeah. you haven't drafted a shortstop, maybe. Maybe. Um, you know, Belt, I don't even know if I'm drafting him as my starting first baseman. I'll probably draft him as a in a corner infield spot, that type of role. Pitching yeah, with all those, with just what we read with first base from before. If number nine is Adrian Gonzalez and you're in a ten team league, you know what I mean. Like your first baseman to me is not going to be Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt is currently sitting with a current ADP. Where is he at? Of where is Brandon Belt? Of one ninety eight. Yeah, he's the twenty eighth second base, first baseman off the board. Right, he's going super late. He's going after Justin Morneau. There is Morneau. Some potential there for him. There's to always been damage. potential there. He's going after. He's Lucas only twenty six. If you think he's a breakout candidate, and I don't think he's a breakout candidate, who Brandon Belt reminds Could me he of. Could he get to twenty homers? He reminds me of John Olerud. Okay. Fair comparison. 16, 17 homers. Solid ball player. Two ninety average. A guy you want on your team. A better player than a fantasy player. 17, if you have a corner infield spot, you could do worse than Brandon Belt. Yes. Because if he stays on the field, 15 to 20 homers, 290 average. And batting in the third or fourth spot of that line, probably the fourth spot, with punch back, maybe he starts the fifth spot. I mean, he barely has 1,000 major league at bat. Right. He's going to hit 80 RBIs. He could be useful in a corner infield spot, not as your everyday first baseman. Yeah, agreed. There's just nothing there offensively. Okay. Pitching-wise, Bumgarner, he's one of the top pitchers in the game. He'll go in the first tier of pitchers. Hudson, Matt Cain, Jake Peavy, Vogelsong, Lincecum. A lot of question marks with that pitching staff. Um, you know, Hudson seems to be coming back. Cain. We know what we get with Bumgarner. Are you interested in the other pitchers? Does Hudson have anything left? He had a nice little season last year, even though he's 40 years old. Does Cain... Or, or Lincecum especially, do those veterans have anything left in the tank that excites you? Whew. Um, it's weird. I, I I always feel like Matt Cain has the most left in the tank out of them for some reason. Mm-hmm. He stands out to me as being the guy. If I was going to pick one of the three that we just mentioned, oh, four, whatever you mentioned there, PV, mm-hmm. Cain, Hudson, Lincecum, I would probably put it Cain... And then I'd go Lincecum, Hudson, and then Peavy. I, I'm not a big believer in what Peavy has left in the tank at all. But Hudson, I, Hudson and Peavy, I'm not interested in at all. I'll take a flyer on Kane and maybe Lincecum late. Maybe Lincecum has a break back. You know, comes back. But his fastball like, averaged like less than 90. Yeah, his fastball so, was about 89. And as a little right-hander, it's not, like a, it's not like being a left-handed pitcher. It's much different. You know, Jamie Moyer threw like 74, and he was all right. Yeah. But it's a much different... I, I mean, Matt Cain is the most interesting one. Matt Cain is the, um, you know, he lost, he had season-ending surgery last August, said it's a success. He's looked okay so far this spring. 
you know, it is spring training, but he did work two perfect innings the other day. Um, I think he's worth a flyer. Uh, this is a guy who three years ago, two years ago, wow. was drafted in the t- first five rounds. So CBS ADP 169, ESPN 184, Yahoo 206. Okay. So he's going anywhere from 170 to 200. Player off the board. And at that point in the draft, why not you Why know, not? Why not take a shot? You right. could cut him. You could cut you him, could and, pick cut him else and, and grab somebody else. Um, that's what I'm saying. I think, yeah, I have him as an ADP of 216 yeah. as, a, as, a, as an average 60th overall pitcher off the board. 60th. Yeah. So 12 teams. He's your fifth starter. He's your fifth starter. No, I'm okay with that. He's your fifth Taking starter. Taking a shot with him as a fifth starter? Fifth starter. He's going in the same bracket of players as Casimir, Odorizzi, Kuchel, uh, Rick Porcello, Chris Tillman, guys like that. Tanner Rourke, R.A. Dickey. And that's the right group he should and be in right the, now. Yeah. But I think he has more upside than any of those guys. Yeah, I think Lincecum's days are... I, I mean, Tim Hudson and Peavy honestly don't interest right. me at all. I think Kane has the most chance at the bounce back. He's only going to be 30. Right. He might have something left in the tank. You got to see. You got to monitor it. Two years. I mean, his ERA was in, in 2011. I mean, even if you go back to 2009, 2.89 ERA, then 3.14, then 2.88, 2.7. Last two years, four plus. Yeah, he just blew up. Now he had the elbow surgery. Maybe it was the elbow. Right. Maybe he. But I'm just saying. I mean, that's a huge spike in yep. ERA. That's what I'm saying. You, you One and you, a half a game. Do you attribute it to the injury? And then things get a little easier. Cassie right. is going to close for them. Nice cheap source of saves. Um, you know, on the bench, not much to excite you there either. So, uh, so move forward from there. We move on now from the Giants. Uh, we've already covered the Dodgers. Let's take a look at one of the most active teams this offseason in the NOS, the San Diego Padres. Los Padres. Big, big ballpark. They've added some big bats. Okay, you're going to have at first base Alonzo, Yadier Alonzo at first. He's been a bit of a disappointment since coming over. Jed Gurko, who had a terrible year last year at second. Alexi Amarista at short, nothing yet exciting me. Third baseman will be former Yankee. This guy was going to have his retired numbered by the end of of, uh, April last year, and then it all fell apart. He was awesome, though, for that uh, Solate, I mean, the Yankees are ready to hang that that jersey in Monument Park, but uh, he came crashing back down to earth, and now he's the third baseman for the bye. And he actually had a nice little renaissance then when he went over to San Diego last year. I actually had him in an NL-only league. When he went over, okay, and, and he had multi positions. He was awesome that month. Oh, they were ready to retire his number, Solate. They're on Homer today, by the way. I know, I know. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He probably was. He's probably so amped up right he's now. He's so juiced up right now. Yeah. Oh, he's on something. He's got me on something. Yeah. Else. yeah. But the outfield is what's intriguing fantasy wise. Justin Upton, Will Myers, and Matt Kemp. Uh, Derek Norris, formerly of the Oakland A's, he's coming over to catch. Norris is useful as a catcher. He's one of the top 15 catchers offensively, so he'll be drafted. Uh, Eric, you look at those outfielders, bigger ballpark, is that a concern? Uh, is Justin Upton the first one off the board, Matt Kemp? Does Will Myers rebound after a disappointing year last year in Tampa? What do you think? Uh, well, I think Justin Upton is definitely the first one off the board there. Um, the reason why I say that, even though Kemp, I think Kemp could put up better numbers, Kemp is still, to me, you know, one false step away from getting hurt again. Um, I just don't trust it. Justin I, I just Upton, trust Justin it. Upton, an ADP average of thirty-six, which is was the, I right? Was, it, was I right? Upton go before Kemp? Uh, thirty-six, twelfth outfielder off the board. Yeah. Matt Kemp, ADP of fifteen. Oh man. 
49th. No, you aren't. Yeah, no. 49th outfielder off the board. Yeah. So they were a few apart, but you're right. Upton goes first. I think he goes slightly before him um, just because of, I think, the durability issue more mm-hmm. than anything else. Because I, I think at the end of the year, if they're both healthy, very similar numbers, very similar production. 20 to 25, yeah, 80, 80 to 90. 80 RBIs. You, you'll get a decent batting average. you get my, probably get a higher batting average from Kemp if he stays healthy. Um Will Myers is interesting. Will Myers, just before you talk I mean, about Will Myers. Yeah, I'm sorty second outfielder, 189 of an 80. I have him at the same thing, 190. Yeah. Um, he is going in the same class of outfielders as Shinsu Chu, Denard Span, A.J. Pollock, Jock Peterson. Far cry from where he was last year, huh? Yeah. I mean, he basically, Coming off a rookie of the year. He basically said, though, he didn't work at all last year. He got lazy. Like, he, he legitimately said, like, yeah, I just didn't put any effort in, basically. And got hurt and everything else on top of it. It was just like, do you, you just say last season's a wash? Like, you say, did he grow up last year? And now all of a sudden he regains that form that he had his rookie year. And you steal him at the 190th pick of the draft. Potent, right? I mean, third year in the bigs, what could he be, all of 25 years old? It's a yeah. it's a, the potential. There. To me, I'd rather take him at that spot than a veteran like Shin Su Chu or Brandon Moss. 100%. 100%. I'd rather 100%. have the young kid with upside than the guy I kind of know. It's it's a weird thing to say, but I, I he might even be a guy that I would reach a, like a round or two earlier than his ADP to get him. Just to make sure you have him. Yeah. Just because I think there's a lot of potential there. It, and me, to me, it depends on if you grew up or not. But in the last, you know, just talking about Kemp, last year he did play 150. But before that, he the last two years before that, he had a total of 180. Yeah, he's, so they've taken him out of seven center field. That should save. I mean, there was four years from 08 to 2011, like he didn't miss a game, and he was a beast. And then did that just break him down? Maybe you know what I mean. Like so, if he stays healthy, though, he's as good as they come. Yep. He's as good as they come. Now the Padres' pitching staff is a different story because I. I love their pitching staff. I love everything about it. Uh, James know, Shields at the top of that staff. Uh, Andrew Kashner, Tyson Ross. If you've been listening, you know how high I am on Tyson Ross. This guy's a strikeout per inning guy. Let's invite him out to dinner. I would. We'd hang out. Yeah. Uh, Ian Kennedy, and then Despagna as their fifth starter. Uh, Josh Johnson, Brandon Morrow at the back as as veteran fill-ins there to fill out. So they go five deep plus. Uh, I like all these guys. Shields would be the first one drafted. I like Tyson Ross the most. Kennedy can bring you value late in the draft. Terrific pitching staff. I think they'll all be owned. Well, at least the top four. Shields, Cashner, Ross, sure. and Kennedy. In a mixed league, they'll all be they'll be owned. NL only, they'll all be owned. All five of them. If uh, Brandon Morrow wins that fifth spot. He is so tempting every year. I mean, he throws absolute cheddar. But he never, like, lived up to anything in Toronto. No. And I used to draft him in Toronto thinking, this is the year, this is the year. Yeah, we were always wrong. You're always wrong. Yeah, he never came through for you. But I mean, moving to the NL, winning the fifth spot in a big ballpark. I mean, Toronto. I mean, that's a ballpark where people hit the baseball out of. So, you know, he's interests me. If he if he wins that fifth starter spot, I think he's a guy I would try and pick up late in the draft. Or me, it would really pay attention to the waiver wire about him. Yeah, Um, if he does go undrafted. So absolutely. All right, Eric. The next team now, the Colorado Rockies. Los Rockies. Uh, they're going to struggle. They have no pitching to speak of whatsoever. Ugh. I look at that pitching staff, Jorge De La Rosa, uh, Shashin, Kyle Kendrick, Jordan Lyles, Tyler Magic. There's nothing there. 
Their top prospect, Jonathan Gray, Eddie Butler, they're not ready for prime time yet. Um, offensively, Morneau, uh, DJ LeMayu at second, Tulowitzki at short, Arenado at third, outfield, Dickerson, Charlie Blackman, Carlos Gonzalez, uh, Will and Rosario behind the plate. Offensively, they have pieces. Yeah, they got some pieces offensively for sure. You know, Tulowitzki's going to go in the second round. We've talked about it. I'm not drafting him. Yeah. Is that a no? Yeah. I, I, I can't. I, I Tulowitzki's can't sitting no. there. If Tulowitzki is sitting there at at his ADP, let's find What's his ADP. I'm at? pulling up his ADP. If Tulowitzki is sitting I there. I wish I had an ADP. You do. I, I won't tell you what it is, though, because it would upset you. If Tulu's sitting there, his ADP is like asking, do I look, look fat in these pants? And you just say, no, you look fantastic. You look fantastic. You do have an ADP, though. Um, Tulowitzki <laughs> has an ADP of 16th overall. All right. 12-team league, that's the fourth pick in the second round. Too soon? For what he could do, no, but he's just not on the field to do it. Would no. you wait 13 picks later and take Ian Desmond instead? 100%. Would you wait I, I 14 Desmond, picks later and take Hanley Ramirez? See, Hanley's interesting to me because he's shortstop eligible, not playing shortstop. Playing in a ball. I, I like Hanley. I, I would almost take him. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to play almost every. Would game you year. wait a hundred picks later and take Stalin Castro instead? Actually, yeah. That's actually out of what you just said. I would actually love to wait a hundred picks and take him. If you could guarantee me in 100 picks from now, you can have Stalin Castro as your shortstop. Go pick the rest of your team. I'll say fine. Because mm-hmm. I think he could be a very productive shortstop. And he's going to play every day. Yeah. So, got, you know, knock on wood. So, Tulowitzki, so that, you just answered the question. You're not drafting Tulowitzki. You talked me into it. Yeah. You're not drafting him in the second round. You did some, like, mine. You like that. Yeah, you, no, it's a little Jedi thing I got wow. going on. That yeah. was good. But you wouldn't do it. A hundred picks later, I could get so Stalin Castro. Like back in your single days. That's yeah, how it worked. Mesmerized. Them. And that was it. That was it. Game and that over. was it. The next that from that moment, at that moment, you just had like, that revelation. Yeah, you got me. the next next ten minutes were the best ten minutes of her life. Ten. I'm being generous. <laughs> that's including getting her coat and leaving. That's that's the whole process <laughs> that's from that place. Beginning to, to end. So you'd be home almost. The transportation. <laughs> the awkward goodbye. The walk of shame, the whole bit, 10 minutes. Yeah. That's all right. You got they me. always told me the best part was the goodbye. <laughs> I never really understood that till this moment. Yeah. We both had some revelations right here. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. But the best part is always for her, the goodbye. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks. You've yeah. been fun. I got to go. I got to go. She's saying thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. No, she's just saying, lock, shut the lights on the way out, Jackass. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh Nolan Arenado, love him as a third baseman this year. I think he's going to be tremendous if he stays on the field. Uh, his ADP to me is worth it in, in a relatively thin position. Arenado's going in as a seventh third baseman, 58th overall. He's worth it. That's a fifth-round pick. Outfielders, Eric, how do you rank the, the Rocky outfielders as how you would want them? Oof. Blackman, okay. Cargo, Dickerson. It's, it's interesting. Um... Let's say I go – it's weird that you say – like, you think Cargo would just be unanimous – like, almost like – most people would just say Cargo unanimous one. I'm not. Um, I actually like Dickerson the most. I actually do like Dickerson the most. 
I think he's got the most upside. He had a nice year, basically filling in as a fourth outfielder injury replacement. I know, guy. but I, I for some the reason the job is now his. Out at me, I don't know why. I'm not. I'm not telling you. Ones, you know, I think they're all very, very good. Well, I mean, I, I think the reason is he can hit 290, 20 plus homers, possibly but, double but digit Blackman, steals. But Blackman could hit close to that too. I don't expect Black. But Blackman, I think I think he's going to move back a little. I bit. think I I agree. I think Blackman regresses a little bit. You saw it last year. But he could steal 20 bases. Blackman did regress last year in the second half. He did I'm finish up, 288. I'm look up Blackman's splits first. Okay, Blackman. 19 homers, 72 RBIs, a 288 batting average, 28 stolen bases. Um, you know, the consensus is he's not going to repeat that. But what, what does that mean he's not going to repeat it? Is he going to go 15 homers, 70 RBIs, and 20 steals, and 280? I'll still take Blackman. I'll still draft Blackman as a starting outfielder. To me, though, Dickerson comes first. I agree with you. Cargo is probably the most talented, but he's as injury a risk as, as – uh, as Tulowitzki is, All right. that's the downside. Here we go. Ready? Let me hit Blackman's split. Pre-All-Star break. We'll just yes. do All-Star break. Yeah, just go pre and post. Pre-All-Star break. 3.05. Okay. 14 homers, 52 RBIs. Post. 18 stolen bases. Post. Post. 2.64. 5 homers, 20 RBIs, and only still 10 stolen bases. But he, and most of his stuff was in the first half. So now you look at it. His average in the second half of the year dropped 41 points. Okay, and 100 less at bats. There was 100 less at bats, but his homers went to a third. Mm-hmm. So, to me, he still had two. Th- like it, breaking it down mathematically, you know, he, he, he his power kind of disappeared there in the second half, and had yeah. only have 20 RBIs over 250 at bats. And only 29 runs scored in the second half. He did not he have a good... 53 runs in the first half. You have confirmed what I said. His second so, his second half numbers were not good. So is he somewhere in between those two I numbers? think he's somewhere in between. I think that first half is a bit of a mirage. He, I think his overall numbers are obviously first over half under, slanted. Over under 13 home runs this year. 13 over. 13 over? Okay. Under 20. Okay. So you think he's around 17 home 15 runs. And, 15 and 20. Okay. 15 and 15 homers, 20 steals. Homers, yeah. So to me, I agree. I take Dickerson first. I take Gargo second. Uh, Cargo probably more talented, but the injury risk. Blackman comes in for me as the third third guy there. Yeah. Uh, Justin Morneau has some, in, has some value as a later first baseman or as a, as a corner infield spot. He's terrific value. Uh, he's currently sitting, um, whatchamacallit, uh, I just went blank on the name I'm talking about, Morneau. Morneau. Justin Morneau, his ADP is nothing outstanding. It's 183, 27th first baseman. He's in the Hosmer, Brandon Belt category, mm-hmm. late round, to be useful as a corner infielder. Stay away from the Rocky pitching staff, ladies and gentlemen. Their closer is Latroy Hawkins. Stay away. Amazing. Stay, Stay away. He's still around. Stay away. Jonathan Gray, if you're in a dynasty, obviously he's the pitcher to own there. All right, final team. As we've gone a little bit over, we'll wrap it up in the next five minutes. The Arizona Diamondbacks, another team that's made some changes. You got Goldschmidt, who's a top five pick. He's at first base. Second baseman will be Aaron Hill. Shortstop, Chris Owings, who could have some nice little sleeper potential in his second year. Yosemite Tomas is currently slated to be the third baseman, the kid they got from Cuba. According to what I'm reading, and I'm actually getting this from uh, our dear friend Lenny Melnick, who's currently in Arizona. Uh, He's in Arizona watching some spring games. Yasmani Tomas is god-awful defensively at third base. 
Uh, he came, That's Lenny Melnick reports. Yes. God awful at third base. They have him scheduled to play third base and Mark Trumbo in left field. And those may be the two worst defensive players out there. Tomas came from Cuba as an outfielder. He's saying don't be shocked if Arizona tries to move Trumbo and move Tomas back to the outfield. Because the kid can hit. He just can't catch a cold naked in Alaska in the month of February. Wow, that was good. You like that? You just come up with that. You used to be Bang, fun. just right now. Outfield, there's some talent. A.J. Pollock, Trumbo for power. I like Pollock for that, you know, double-digit homer steal guy and a decent batting average. Okay. Goldschmidt, I'll take a flyer on Tomas as a third baseman. I'll take a flyer on Chris Owings as my shortstop late. Mm-hmm. I'll take a flyer on Pollock as an outfielder late. Pollock. Anything else excite you? Tuffy go switch behind the plate. No. I think you pretty much covered it Trumbo, there. Trumbo. Trumbo, there's a lot of 240 hitters on this team. Yeah. And that and that scares me. Pitching-wise. Trumbo can bop it, though. He can bop it. Yeah. You know, if you need power, he's a good source of power late. Uh, NL only, he'll have some value. In a mixed league, he'll get drafted. I'm drafting him late. I like his home run power. Uh, pitching staff. Cole Mentor, Jeremy Hellickson, Chase Anderson, Trevor Cahill, Vidal Nuno. Some young kids, Ruby De La Rosa and Archie Bradley, could have value if they come up. I know up we're finishing up here, but what do you think about Aaron Hill? What do you think about him? I think I think he's your standard second baseman, yeah. like Howie Kendrick. He's not going to lose you a league. He's not going to win you a league. He's gonna he, bats, do, he, bats, he steals less bases than Kendrick. That's 40 points lower. So he's like a, is he a poor man's version of uh, – Yeah, you know, Aaron is Hill. Is he draftable? I'm just late, curious. Late, NL only, he has value. Yeah. Middle infield spot, he has value. Standard mixed league. Because I always think he's going to be better than he is sometimes. You know, standard mixed two years, 09 and 2010. Were very good. I think he's giving – if he hits 260, he's hitting the league average. 09 was really the year. Yeah. Give, you, give you 10 to 15 home runs with a yeah. 260. He's got the league average average, you know, and then he's got yeah, your little just pop. Curious. Right. It's just like, he just kind of was looking – I was looking at him there. I don't know. You know, doesn't – doesn't change your team NL all only, that much. Yeah. NL only, yeah. All these guys will be gone in our NL only yeah. auction. Uh, so I'm nervous about it. I never did an auction draft. I'm not going to lie. It's my first auction. It's tough. Yeah. Do some research. I am. I have been. But it's much different. Uh, not only on draft. players, on the strategies of the auction. Yeah. Well, I know I'm going to screw up. I, I welcome that. I, I know what's going to happen. And I know I'm like, wow, overpaid for that guy. Why didn't I pay more for that? I know that that's going to happen. But there's also, when you deal with the auction, you deal with, if so, if somebody doesn't get thrown out to bid till late, mm. you could get great value because guys won't have the money to bid. Yeah, you're right. You're you, know, right. you don't throw Mike Trout, in my mind, out first thing. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. My strategy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some mid-level guys out there. Yeah, I'm going mean, to throw. This, this I'm going to. I'm going to throw Daniel Murphy for two bucks, and uh, see where the bidding goes. Yeah, I like Daniel Murphy. But you understand what I'm saying? But I don't want to overpay for him. Right. Well, now Daniel Murphy hits ten, eleven, twelve dollars. <sighs> You're overpaying. You know. Now I'm out. Uh, yeah. I'm out, and see if, if the bidding keeps going. Okay, uh, go spend uh, your money. You spend your money. I have more money to play with. You spend your money. Or if I get him for ten, twelve bucks, I'm thrilled. You're okay. But so you're hoping he goes to like. Fifteen, sixteen dollars, and you're like, I'm out. Probably even more in an NL only. I'm oh, thinking oh, oh, right, right. NL only. I'm sorry. NL so he may go for eighteen, twenty bucks potentially. I'd have to look at all the numbers, yeah. but you get my point. What's now, our spending total? Two forty. So two sixty. So so you let let's just say hypothetically, Paul Goldschmidt doesn't get nominated till late. Now, no, Paul Goldschmidt may normally carry a thirty-five, forty dollar value, 
But now there's only two teams who can afford them for 35 or 40. You're not that upset about that at that point. That's now maybe you're getting them instead of 40, you're getting them for 31. So, and you say you're so wise. You are so wise. That's I try. So scary. I try. I try to drop you love knowledge. You a good compliment, don't you? No, I'm just trying to drop knowledge on the no, that's important. I've never on done the auction draft, and I've been in a ton of fantasy leagues for years. But auctions is nothing. Is something I've never dabbled into. So I'll be honest. I'm excited. And I'm excited I don't do many it. auctions because the problem with an auction draft is it takes a long time. Yeah. So it's going to be a late night that night. What night is it? Is it a it's Monday, a Monday night? night? It's going to be a late yeah. night when we do that. I'll have to start at eight. Pot. Yeah, it's going to start at eight. If we're we'll done start by at midnight. Yeah, it's a late night. Twelve teams. A lot of players, it's a long night. And that's the downside to an auction, is yeah. it does take a while. It's a snake, you get a minute and a half. And you're done, two minutes, done. You've got to move. Gotta no, move. that bidding. Now, guys can also do different things on the auction. Here's a waste of time. You throw out there Clayton Kershaw okay. for a bid. Throw it don't, out there. Don't waste time and start with a bid of $1. We all know Clayton yeah, Kershaw started at what? 20, 20. Yeah. yeah. Clayton Kershaw at 20 bucks. Don't be, you know, don't be. Don't play a good one. We're going to go up by a buck, up to forty bucks. Start it realistically. Start it at twenty dollars. Right. I, I I see what you're saying. I'm excited for it. I'm really, I'm excited for it. So, see where it goes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll get together in the studio and do that together. It's, it's possible. It's going to be a late I night, though. that through the wife. Yeah, obviously, yeah. for both of us. But uh, but that's about it, folks. We are out of time tonight. It's a little past the, uh, the half hour here. We've gone for a little longer than normal. I want to thank everybody for listening uh, here on Blog Talk Radio, if you listen to us live this Wednesday night, or on Blog Talk Radio at any point over the, over the days, and, uh, and you listen to us on demand. Or if you listen to us on iTunes, and if you listen to us on iTunes, do us a favor. Uh, or if you didn't listen, do us a favor anyway. Go to iTunes. Subscribe, download, and make sure you comment uh, about the show as well. That does help us out, and we do appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for that. Moves us up the the iTunes list and uh, makes our show even more and more visible. Make sure you go to draftsmasters.com, uh, draft register for free, use the links on the page, go to other sites through those links, Amazon.com, all the daily sites, uh, FanDuel.com, use the promo code SMASHERS, They'll, pay, they'll match you dollar for dollar up to the first $200. DraftKings.com, use the promos code uh, SMASHRADIO and, uh, and play for free on DraftKings.com. A uh, quick update before we sign off for the night. In the Draft Smashers Fantasy Basketball Tournament on FanDuel.com, I haven't even looked at it. I've, I've, I peaked. Uh, I, like, I like my start. One of my guys isn't. You know, one of my cheaper players, not not getting the production I thought out of him, but I've got three guys out there, and all of them are off to a nice start. J.J. Redick already has 16 points for me in the first I got, quarter. I got Redick, too. Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris in the second quarter has given me 8.7, and Brooke Lopez, with about two minutes left in the first half, already has about 22 points for me as well. He's a great first-half player. So Brooke Lopez, J.J. Redick, Tobias Harris. I still have a lot of guys going at the 9 and 10 o'clock games. So there's still a lot out there. Um, I'm currently sitting kind of far from the money. I'm not going to lie to you. That means nothing right now. I know. There's a lot of guys left. Where are you sitting at, my friend? I think in the top ten. I have four guys playing. I mean, I have Pau Gasol just tearing it apart. And Miritich, um, two guys on the Bulls. Once Once I saw Noah not playing, 
like it made Miritich, even though I knew a lot of people would play him because he's cheap at 5,700, but he's all, he's a must-play because he's going to come up with 40 fantasy points. Yeah, you're sitting currently in ninth place. Yeah, with five guys left to go, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm sitting in 20th. With 20, James Harden still on the board. I'm sitting in 22nd with six, six guys left to go. So we'll see. But, you know, I, I, one of my studs went early, so yeah, you always get out to a nice little start. So, so there you go. I like it. All right, Draft Smashers Radio here, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes. We're on every Wednesday night, live, 7.30, on iTunes at any point after the show ends, or Blog Talk Radio on demand. Don't forget, if you want to hear more of me, I'll be on the air at about 9.30 Eastern time tonight on Blog Talk Radio again on Rotoballer Radio. You can check that out as uh, Real Talk Raph and I will be previewing the catcher and closing positions. So make sure you check that out if you want to talk a little bit more. As always, Eric and I will be with you uh, next Wednesday. 7.30 Eastern Time. Follow us on Facebook, Draft Smasher Fantasy Sports Radio. Follow Anthony on on Twitter, uh, the official show page, at Draft Smash Radio. You can follow Eric at Draft Smasher E as well. And go to Draft Smashers uh, to follow the website, DraftSmashers.com. Uh, changing the way you play the daily fantasy sports games, so make sure you check it all out. Eric, for Eric, this is Anthony Aniano. This has been a lot of fun, as always. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night and a great weekend. Yeah.